Hello, welcome back to another episode of Always Is Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> On today's episode, we have with us Amelia Singson Kemp. Does Ooh. it feel weird to hear that now? Yes, very. <laughs> is, is it legal yet? Have you like started the paper? No, okay, it's on Insta- it's Instagram <laughs> official. Okay. Yeah, same, same as close me. enough. Okay, so other than being regulation hottie, Amelia is an expert in all things beauty and skin, and is a trained makeup artist. She has over a decade of experience in the beauty industry and has worked in training and education for mega brands like Murad and Anastasia Beverly Hills. Amelia has over 18k followers on Instagram and has worked with an impressive list of beauty brands and retailers like Mecca, Adore Beauty, Dyson, Rimmel, L'Oreal, The Iconic, and many more, and we're not jealous at all. (laughs) Most importantly, she got married on the 9th of Feb, a mere 12 days after me, and so naturally today we are discussing all things wedding and bridal makeup and everything about weddings. So, Alex here. As you may expect, in this episode, things are going to run a little bit differently to normal. We're not going to be interviewing Amelia in the same way that we usually run our interview episodes. And that's because these two just want to gas bag about their wedding. So we had to find a way that I could be here and not be the awkward third wheel who's an old hag who got married years ago. So I am... Must be nice to have gotten proposed to when you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be the MC of this event, mm-hmm. uh, the master of ceremonies, I believe that makes me. And I'm going to, I think what we'll do to run this event smoothly is I'm going to start by uh, chatting. We'll chat with Amelia. We'll find out all about her wedding. I want to know all about who her hubby is. I want to know all about the day. We'll get her up to speed because everyone knows all about you already, Lisa. I know yeah. you want to keep talking about your wedding, but no. like we'll get to it. Yeah. And then in then we'll do like a compare and contrast situation. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the beauty aspects and elements of each of your weddings and you can powwow about your suppliers and what was great and what you hated and then yeah. a verbal Venn diagram. Yes, yes, a verbal Venn diagram. We need to see the crossover points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. I love it. And cool. then are we wrapping up with the most important questions that we do ask every listener and discuss every week? We ask every guest but not every listener. Oh and, yes, <laughs> we will. We Thanks. will finish with those ones. Great. Perfect. So tell us about your partner. Tell us about your relationship. Tell us how long it took for them to ask you to be their bride. And yeah, give us your engagement story, please. And we want to know it all. Mm. Okay. So Dan and I met almost four years ago. He slid into my DMs as (gasps) most people meet now. Yes. I love it. So I was trying to start my YouTube channel, which I've still barely started, almost four years mm-hmm. later. Um, I actually and watched he... today. Oh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, see, that's motivation for me to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he slid into my DMs trying to give me advice on like content creation because Den has a really successful podcast. He's been doing it for like mm. eight years. It's called The Locker Room. It's massive. And um Yeah, so he was like offering me advice and just being like, look, if you ever need any help, you know, feel free to reach out. I have some experience, blah, 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 and then sent me like links to his like pages and whatever. And I never looked at them. But also a little bit creepy. Like, I don't know whether I would be like, thanks for the help. Or also like, "Uh, who are you to think I need help? A bit rude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was me. I was like, Ah! thanks. (laughs) Thanks. No, thanks. Like, that's Mm -hmm. all good. And then I like brushed him 
didn't like a message him again and then he would like occasionally reply to stories um, but he was always really really polite and then nothing ever like eventuated from there because I was just like not interested in anyone I was very much in that space where I was like I'm gonna be the cool auntie I'm gonna be alone forever I'm gonna have an IVF baby like I am alone (laughs) Okay. okay and then like a few months later I'm scrolling through Instagram and this guy pops up in my feed through some mutual friends and he's like speaking I'm like oh that's a really sexy voice and then I looked at his face I was like he's hot and then I looked at his username and I was like oh shit (laughs) that's the really nice guy from a few months ago that I never paid attention to (laughs) and then I went and looked at his page and I was like shit you're hot I cannot believe that I like like how did I not notice you like what is going on so then I like sheepishly followed him and then went back into the dms and was like hey and then like replied to like whatever story he had posted just so I could get his attention yeah yep and then you know like fast forward a few days later he actually flew down from Queensland and took me on our first date stop it wait he flew exclusively for you or he was Mm -hmm. flying for other things get yeah Because we spoke for like two days and we were like, you know, so when should we go on a date? And I was like, I was working for Murad at the time. So I used to travel quite frequently. So I was like, well, I'll be in Queensland like in a few weeks. We can go on a date then. He was like, no, no, like I'll come to you. I'll fly down. And I was like, hold the phone. And he did. He booked a flight and he took me out on our first date. And oh on our God, first date. swept you off your feet. Literally. So he had me picked up in an Uber, which could have been sketchy, but I like was fully in love with him already for some reason. Um, (laughs) It took me to um, a really beautiful Japanese restaurant in Sydney. And then when I got to the date, he actually had a Sephora bag that was filled with makeup for me as like a little gift he was like I'm it's yeah he was like he's just like something special just for you I know you like makeup I know that's your job so I just thought you would like this and he was like color match to perfection and stuffed he'd like shown a a yeah no no he like went in and then just showed a photo of me to one of the beauty assistants and she like color matched me and then like gave me stuff that like I used yeah like I hit pan on every product Yeah, because it's so sentimental. Even if you hated it, you had to use it. I know. I love you so much. (laughs) Rubbing your foundation all over. I'm literally like shocked to my core by this story. I don't think you said how long ago this happened. So when was the first slide into DM moment? So the first slide into DMs was around February 2018. And then my my sheepish return was in June. So (sighs) it was like a number of months. Yeah. Yeah. And then like literally like the day after our first date, we were like saying, I love you to each other. And it was just like, it hit us both like a truck. It's insane. We'll never tell our children about this. (laughs) No. Oh my God. I love that. Look. Okay. So Venn diagram, we've got love each other after two days versus, um, took Brenton 85 years. Yeah. Yeah. Met when we were 15 and got married when we were 30, but okay. <laughs> I love that story. If That's... if I didn't know it ended happily, I was like waiting for him to be like a serial killer. I've but watched he wasn't. too much Tinder Swindler and I was like, he's going to rob her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many red flags, but thankfully they weren't. 
So oh. yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, we when we have children one day, we will never tell them that this happened. <laughs> Until they listen to all bases covered. Yes. And then exactly. Know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's incredible because yes, truly, I I mean I don't want to harp on about it for too long. But I probably would have you yeah, there's that like tension between this is really lovely and romantic and like why? To the, to the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. So yeah. wow, yeah. good on you for being open enough to like let it happen. So, okay, yeah. fast forward us, speed us through the next few years of your relationship to the point when you got engaged and, like, how did that happen? Well, it didn't take long after we got together for us to kind of know that we wanted to get married. So yeah. it was probably a few months later and we'd been travelling back and forth, like, quite frequently. Like, every week we would fly either up to Queensland or down to Sydney to be together. Mm-hmm. And there was one weekend where... Flights were being cancelled left, right and centre because the weather was so bad Mm. and I'd planned to fly up to Queensland and I think my flight got cancelled and we got on the phone to each other and we were like, I don't ever want to be away from you again. Like I hate that, you know, that I just can't be with you all the time. Mm. And and so we were like, you know, we just never want to be apart and blah, blah, blah. And then my flight got rescheduled for the following day. I flew up there and we'd kind of decided from that point, we were like, okay, like we're definitely going to get married. Um, (laughs) So we kind of knew, but then we needed, obviously there was a proper like proposal that needed to happen. um, And I didn't know when it was going to happen. But I think it was maybe like a week later, we were just kind of like hanging out at his house and it was very like, I don't know, like chill, like, Jessica Simpson just in a t-shirt you know like really (laughs) relaxed like not a scrap of makeup on yeah and he proposed while we were at home and he'd also had a video camera set up to kind of capture that moment he's really good like that like he even had really very thoughtful yes he even had them actually take a photo of us on our first date but I deleted it because I hated how I looked and I didn't I didn't want that in the yeah I didn't clock the sentimental value on it and he of it and he was like that could have been something that we could show like you know our future kids one day and I was like yeah look I really hated how I looked (laughs) the light was not good (laughs) I did the exact same thing to be honest with my husband we met in Croatia and I was a drunk for approximately the whole duration of us Mm -hmm. meeting and so he's got he had many incriminating in my opinion (laughs) ugly photos of me that I deleted off his phone one day and yeah now we have no photographic evidence of us ever meeting Mm. yeah shame (laughs) yeah okay beautiful and had you helped design the ring did you know what ring was coming had you been dropping very non-subtle hints about what you wanted or was it all like he'd done it all he'd done it because we were both broke as shit so we'd kind of like been you know, pretty honest about what kind of ring we could get. Um, So he pretty much picked out this like little like promise ring, like really subtle thin band and that's what he proposed with. So there's like layers to our engagement. Yeah. So that engagement happened in 2018 and then um, but we thought that it might be too soon for our families to find out because we'd pretty much just gotten together and we were like they're going to think that we're insane. So let's like not say anything for a little while. So we waited for a while and yeah. then when he proposed, <laughs> but they won't listen to this so it's fine, when he <laughs> proposed like officially, mm. there was another ring. Yes. 
So that ring, you know, he had a little bit more money then and it was kind of to symbolize one year of us being together, but also it's, you know, our engagement ring. So yeah. there was that. And then fast what forward to beautiful sparkly thing <laughs> on your ring finger. <laughs> and then fast forward to last year. Yes. I had had a proper think about the type of ring that I wanted because it was always kind of like down to budget and also just me always saying I wanted something simple, I wanted something simple. But then when I really like sat down and went onto Instagram and looked at rings, I found one that I liked. And it was one from Natalie Marie Ann or Natalie Marie. Yeah. I get her confused with the hairdresser. Yeah, Yeah, so I found this really beautiful like oval um, and it was an amethyst on a thin gold band and I had sent that to him and I was like, you know, is it okay if we upgrade my ring? And he was like, okay. And I felt kind of bad about it, but I was also like, no, it's like this is like something that we can pass down to children possibly or I can be buried in, whatever. Um, (laughs) And then I didn't get anything for Christmas. I didn't say anything. And then it's like Good a week. for not saying anything. I, I Yeah. I was like, I'm just like not even going to mention it and I'll yeah. probably just buy it for myself. Like it's fine. Mm. And then um, a week before the wedding, he took me on a walk to like just through our local park and then sat down and then gave me a ring box and I opened it and it was the ring that I sort of picked, but instead of an amethyst, it was a diamond. Yeah. And I was not expecting that. It's, yeah, insane and, like, so beautiful. And it was because his – well, one of his business partners is based in Israel and he is essentially like a jeweler or a diamond dealer. And, yeah, 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 he they saw the ring and they were like – yeah, they were like, we'll do something better. And, yeah, he was like, okay, great. And now I'm here like, okay, great. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Is it time to talk about the wedding? Yes, it is. Okay. So how long, obviously not the first engagement, but the second engagement is when you started just maybe probably planning your wedding at that point. So no, tell us the story. (laughs) (laughs) So the engagement happened and then we kind of just didn't think about it. We were like, we'll just like maybe save some money or just plan it Mm -hmm. Um, because Well, no, it wasn't COVID when the second engagement happened, but I think we were like, let's just like wait a little bit and not do it right away. Um, But then COVID happened and then kind of just like the lockdowns kept happening. And then I started to go a little bit crazy at the end of last year. And I was like, we need to have a wedding because we're already talking about planning children for the end of the following year. So we need to have a Mm. wedding. And he was like, okay. So then we set a date in October for the February and then we just like started looking as what I did and then just planning everything out. So it took, what's that, like four months to kind of plan everything. It's incredibly quick. Oh, my God. You planned your wedding in the exact time that my wedding was postponed from COVID. (gasps) So my wedding was October 1st, my original wedding. And then I got married in uh, the, like the last day of Jan pretty much. And so you did the whole thing in my postponement time. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't want to have to do it again. I can take that advice and not do that. Well, tell us about what you had planned then. I guess it probably wouldn't have been too different between what you had planned and what you ended up with on the day because there wasn't a very long time between making that decision. Yeah. Yeah, so we always knew that it was going to be small. Um, I did yeah. kind of bounce back and forth between having my friends. Den doesn't really have a lot of friends, so he mm. always wanted it to just be family. Um, yeah. So for me, I was like, well, 
if I if he's not going to have any friends there, then I won't, except for yeah. my best friend Alicia, who's known me since we were like our moms are best friends, so we're basically yeah, family. Yeah, family. So yeah, we always knew it was going to be small. And then in terms of the style, once we picked the place that we were going to have the dinner at, um, that kind of dictated how it was going to be styled. And the place that yeah. we were at is quite modern, so mm-hmm. everything needed to be, I guess, really kind of fresh and pretty and kind of summery just to kind of soften the surroundings. Yeah. So yeah, and it did turn out how I planned it really. Yeah. Yeah. I love that on the scale of like wedding spectrums, we've got two people here that we are comparing and contrasting who had small weddings, but how many people came to your day? We had 22 people or 21. Yeah. So what's that in comparison to yours? One quarter of how many people? A third. I had 60. Yeah, there you go. 60 is still small though. So small. Well, that's the thing. I think I had a small wedding and then you hear people that do... 20. 20 and that's like not Brenton's immediate family. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. Adrian's family wouldn't fit. We'd have to cull um, brothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that would not have been possible. Yeah, it's like it's amazing because our 60 was like we were, we were cutthroat. I was like, cool, you have a partner you've been with for three years. That's great. I haven't met them more than six times. They're not coming. So like when I hear 20, I'm like, that's gold. The restraint. Yeah, like that's yeah. so harsh and I love it. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. But it's good because you've got a clear line of like you didn't birth me, you're not coming. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And like there was like a little bit of sadness about you know, when I would tell other family members but mm. um, it was nice because one of my aunties is a seamstress so mm. she was able to make some like little like modifications to my dress and that was kind of like her, her way of being involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And tell us about the day itself and mm. give us all the details, please. And also, how far was your venue from where you lived? Did you have to travel? Like, was it coastal or, or is it in Sydney? Like, what, yeah, it was It was in the south coast. So mm-hmm. it was about, I think, a two-hour drive or maybe an hour and a half. It's like it's mm-hmm. Sydney to sort of Wollongong area. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't too far. It's a really beautiful area and there was no real significance for us like picking that particular place. It was more just somewhere pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, because my family had to travel from Canberra and then Den's family had to yes. travel from Queensland. Um, he right. has one sister who lives near Wollongong. So it was like kind of convenient for her, but everybody mm-hmm. had to travel to this one place. Yep. So we spent two nights there. So we drove down there the day before. So it was and- a Saturday wedding? No, we picked a Wednesday. We oh, did a Wednesday. Wild. Because yeah. we knew that it would make it easier to book the vendors True. when we found yep. them. Yeah. Um, and also everyone in the family appreciates a day or two off work, so mm. why not? Yep. So we did a weekday. We drove down on the Tuesday um, and then just kind of spent that one day like with family and just kind of like soaking up the surroundings because it was a really beautiful place that we stayed in. Mm. Um, and then for the day of... I obviously did my own makeup and then part of my hair. So I was kind of like, I didn't have bridesmaids or anything. So I was like alone in the house except for Dan Mm -hmm. and Dan was like on the other side of the house. And then like the people came and like started setting up, but I couldn't contribute. So I just felt like really kind of useless (laughs) and was just sort of wandering around, like randomly picking up things and looking at them, putting (laughs) them down. My girlfriend texts me and she's like, you need to like go meditate or something. Like you need to relax because the rest of the day is going to be really full on. And yeah, so I just like put on a sheet mask. I 
watched Kardashians, did my LED mask and just like chilled <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I started to get ready after that and then just hmm. really kind of took my time. And did you and Den decide that you were going to do like a first look, like you were seeing each other before you got to the venue? Like obviously you were staying in the same house or did you try and keep completely separate for the whole day? We were completely separate for the whole day. So once I started to get ready, I kind of locked myself away in the main bedroom and then he was in one of the other bedrooms and it's a four bedroom house. So we were just kind of like completely separate from each other. Cute. Okay, so we know about the day. We know about the guests and the location. Tell us about the food. Mm. Tell us about the formalities on the day, please, and uh, dessert and any suppliers that you need to specifically mention. <laughs> okay, so for food, uh, I went with a supplier called Duck Duck Goose. It was hard to find vendors around that area because, like, mm. I don't know, I feel like a lot of them have really small Instagrams and I always go to social media to find, yeah. you know, to find out more about a business. But my stylist for the wedding, because we didn't have a planner, it was me, so the stylist recommended them because uh, yeah. they did their wedding. We got banquet style so that everybody could kind of share because this was also the mm-hmm. first time that our families were meeting because mm-hmm. they live in completely different states. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was like, wow. I want yeah. So, and it was always just kind of like hard to kind of plan a way for everybody to kind of be together. So we were like, we'll just give them like sharing plates so that they're forced to speak and interact. Um, <laughs> Can I like just say had- my parents and Brenton's parents live three kilometers apart and I've known Brenton since I was 15 and they've met twice before our wedding. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh my maybe, maybe three times. Like we've just never like we've been to each other's house a couple of times for dinner and like that was it. And it was always like we caught the school bus together so they didn't like meet at school picking us up or anything like that. So it was just, yeah, weird. And like they get along really well. It's not like we're like trying to separate them. But it is weirdly hard to just coordinate whether they're in the same suburb or a different state. That's wild. Like not even like an 18th birthday or a 21st. You didn't just like have them together. No, because they were like, either two we, times. <laughs> no, it was like once we were dating, one was like a Christmas in July and one was like, I don't know, we just went over to Brenton's parents. But even at 18th and 21st, like obviously my parents were at my 21st and his parents were at his 21st, but his parents didn't come to mine and mine didn't yeah, go to true. So I mean, they could have because you were dating, but we they were just only didn't. we had only been dating like three months by Brenton's twenty first, and then by mine it was like five months. So it was like I didn't really have anyone else's parents other than mine. So yeah, just yeah, feels so it's not. I and we had sharing partners too to make sure that everyone was forced to speak. And also, I just feel like it's a nice family vibe. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then for dessert, we have four vegans in the family, so I just ordered them like a cake, and then yeah. um, the rest of the dessert was just the wedding cake, and we yeah. got that through an amazing baker um, named Adrienne, so Cakes by Adrienne. And I had picked out like a Lambeth style, so like the Marie Antoinette kind of cake, and I sent that to her. And her style wasn't really like that. It was more like rustic, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. naked cakes and lots of flowers. And I'd sent her this and I was like, can you do that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. So when it arrived, it was – you guys have seen – You've seen photos of it now, or yes, I have. Okay, it might have been from my personal account, but I'll um, I'll show. It was literally Bridgerton in a cake, I swear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it like it was shimmery in the light, and it had like the maraschino cherries on it, and it was beautiful. It was like two tiers. The top tier was vanilla sponge with salted caramel buttercream, and the second layer was vanilla sponge with Italian meringue buttercream and raspberry and lemon curd. 
Nice. Um, I think that was no. Wait, what oh. was like? What was the meat? Oh, well, you would have had some vegan options. Did you have a whole oh, yeah. vegan menu, or did you have meat, or like what? Um, yeah. Have? So we had vegan dishes for um, like each of those family members. So I think the first thing that we had was a seafood platter for everybody else, and yeah. then we had it was like a rice cake, but it had like other stuff in it, so it wasn't just like a plain old rice cake. <laughs> like you're vegan, you get a rice cake. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. You know, it was good. Um, and then for the second round, I think we had like it was fish with like uh, watercress and kale and like a lemon dressing. And yeah. then we had meat. I think it was like I fill it with like veggies. And then the, the vegan dish was a chickpea stew. Um, yeah. Very Alice. And then moment. I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I think that was it. And then we had the dessert. So it was like pretty yeah. simple, but it was like enough. And then we also had um, grazing platters beforehand, like right after the mm-hmm. ceremony, just to kind of tide everybody over. Yeah. And what did you do for drinks? Because it's so small, did you have whatever you wanted or did you stick to like beer and wine? We did beer and wine. Um, Dan has his own beer company called Bloke in a Bar. So <laughs> he does so everything. Is there anything he Dan does- doesn't do? Uh, uh, take out the rubbish. <laughs> the shade. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we had Bloke in a Bar beer um, and it was really cute actually because the um, people who make these cases, like the marketing people, they had redone a case that said Bloke at the altar and they Aww. changed the L so that it looked like a bride and groom kissing. I will send you guys a photo. Really, really cute. And yeah, and then we just bought like wines and I got a bit carried away because I went online and I was like, I'll go on to like good pear days and let me pick this pet nat and then this orange yeah. rosé. And I, my mom was like, you need to be like really basic, like stop picking fancy wines. And I was like, but it'll be fun. And she's like, it's yeah. expensive. Don't do it. <laughs> so yeah, we had some like generic ones and then we had some like random like pet nats and rosés that were just, you know, me being yeah. excessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did that too. In fact, yeah. we're having Big Summer Blowout 2.0 on March 26th because we bought so much alcohol for our wedding that we're actually having all of the wedding guests over to our house to drink it. You know again. what I might do? Bring the alcohol from our wedding that's yes. still sitting in our alcohol cupboard and we'll drink it all together. Yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun. Like we ordered like some from Dan Murphy's and some from like Blackheart and Sparrows and we had all of these like fun chilled reds and Brenton really wanted to like encourage the guests to like try try new. things and we had <laughs> our friend has a seltzer company so we had his seltzers there and it was oh, like how good so fun yeah yeah I was a big fan of the chilled red yeah. slurpy boy shout yeah. out to slurpy boy <laughs> uh okay this is for both of you now because we've had a lot of people messaging us being like Lisa we need your outfit details please Lisa okay. where are your shoes from Lisa where is your dress from Lisa where is your other dress from but Amelia where was your outfit from so we need to know outfit details so I'm talking earrings. I'm talking anything that you wore on your body, dress, yeah. bracelets, accessories, shoes. Give us the breakdown and then, Lacey, you can do the same, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So my first dress was mm. Oh, from you Cult- had multiple as well. Guys. Wow. So I ordered one from Cult Gaia and it was because mm-hmm. I every time I looked Beautiful. at bridal gowns, I got overwhelmed and then I really felt like they weren't me. And Mm. so I ended up just picking something that was like really cocktail, really simple. So I found this beautiful dress um, on Cult Gaia. It was from a resort collection that hadn't been released yet, much to my dismay. So I contacted Mm. them and they were like, it's actually coming out next week. So I ordered it immediately and then it just didn't arrive. (gasps) What? (laughs) 
So every week I would check to see when it was going to be dispatched and they kept like changing the date. Yeah, and it was stressing me out and I was like right. emailing them back and forth and it just like wasn't showing up. So I panicked and was like, okay, I need to get another dress. So yeah. I went on to Farfetch and I found this really cute, simple Jacquemus dress yeah. and it is gorgeous it's linen it has these really cool zipper details and it has this piece of fabric in the front that kind of falls and looks like a bow yeah and um it's like mid mid length like knee length um kind of 60s and so that's what I ordered and then when it arrived because it arrived in a week from the Netherlands of all places yeah I tried it on awesome (laughs) yeah it was so good so efficient and the second I tried it on I knew that it was the dress so perfect perfect so when the cold guy one arrived I like kind of tried it on just because and then I was like yeah no fuck this dress I'm not wearing it (laughs) did you actually not like it or was it okay or it was okay, but it still felt too frou-frou for my liking. Um, so it's still in its box and I'm just going to resell it because it seems to be sold out in most places. So Yeah. yeah. It sounds like um, it might be a really good second dress for like a lot of more traditional brides. Like a, yeah, uh, the reception, reception dress. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's really, really mm. cute. It just wasn't for me in the end, which worked mm-hmm. out. And then for my undergarments, I yeah. got a stick-on bra, which I yep. didn't end up wearing um, because my dress was kind of like tailored to fit me perfectly. And I have quite small mm-hmm. boobs. So thankfully, I didn't really need it in yeah. the end. Um, and then I ended up getting a Skims um piece and it was um for backless dresses because my dress had a really like it had a non-existent back so um yeah it was my first skims piece and I loved it from the second I tried it on just it's everything people say it is like buttery soft incredibly comfortable Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was dying the whole night and yeah it was so good um and then for shoes uh I initially was going to wear a blue pair because I thought, you know, something blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my friend Sal, who is a brand manager, works with Elias May and she got me like mm-hmm. the blue like bow tie shoes. Yeah. And I loved those, but then they seemed really loud like compared to my mm-hmm. dress. Mm-hmm. So and you have I didn't short wear dress those. Too, so you can really see them. It's not like a little peekaboo moment in a longer dress. Yeah. 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 There is no peekaboo. They are like out and proud. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I ended up like on my nightly doom scroll and I found (laughs) this website called Charles and Keith, which I had very beautiful. Yeah. And I think the only time I'd heard of them previously was when I was on holiday in the Philippines and it was Mm. kind of popular over there. And I found this pair of sparkly low mules that had these jeweled straps and Mm -hmm. I ordered them. They arrived in a couple of days and then they ended up being the perfect shoes to wear with my dress. Yeah. So did you go? Were lined. they a heel? Sorry, or with a mule? Was it a small? Yeah, heel? it has a really small heel. It was like a like a kitten type style. Yeah. yeah so yeah. again, like kind of sixties. Um, and then I knew that I wanted to wear a veil, so mm-hmm. um, I had a look online. But then there was a dressmaker in Canberra uh, that we thought we could probably just get them done by, and mm. we just found her on Google. But she's yep. won awards, so we're like, okay, perfect. And then we went in there, and we had my dress there, and she actually like did some more alterations to the dress because mm. my auntie had originally just been like, I'll just do some small ones, but I won't do anything major because your wedding's quite soon, and I don't want to yeah. ruin the dress. Um, yeah. But I walked into this place and the lady was like, no, nah, 
Like your torso is really short, the dress is too long, we need to fix it here, here and here and she just wouldn't let me leave without altering it. So (laughs) she was really convincing but then she was also like giving me props. She was like, it's perfect, this is the best dress I've ever seen, you're going to look amazing, oh, you're so pretty. And I was like, okay, all right, cool, let's do it. Take my money. (laughs) Yeah, take my money. So she did that and then she also made the veil and it was like super, super simple, um, like quite a – not a super short veil but it – stopped kind of just where my back was exposed really so it kind of just yeah. like hid that part and now looking back on it the whole vibe feels very similar to JLo in the wedding planner I don't know if oh, you've seen it yeah, yeah I actually do I yeah. see a resemblance between the vibe yes yeah the courthouse outfit that she wears very 60s I didn't have a pillbox hat but you know I could have yeah and then for jewelry I went with a necklace from the iconic I can't remember the brand um, but it just had a single pearl on it with a gold chain and then mm-hmm. my earrings were the same they were from Finnerings, and it was just a gold hoop with a pearl on it yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, classic. Oh, and then I had a bracelet that was my grandmother's and it was gold and it had some diamonds on it, so I thought that would be cute. Yeah. Cute. I love I'm looking at it now. Lisa, tell us about your outfit details, please. Okay, so you can compare and contrast because you both didn't want a very traditional wedding dress by the sounds of things. No. I wanted to get something off the rack and I just couldn't find a single thing that I liked because I don't wear long dresses ever. No, she hates how she looks in a long dress. I hate how I look because I look so tall but so stumpy all at once because it's like, God, her torso is long and her shins are one centimetre long. Like it's just (laughs) so odd. So I had a couple of things saved on Instagram and I had two dresses really, like a couple of auxiliaries but two main ones and um, I went and tried on those two. And those two were the ones. And so the first dress that I wore was when I bought it, it was one day bridal, but they've rebranded since um, to be Kaya. And it is called the Lennox gown, I think. It is a silk satin blend, I believe. Very slinky, very low back. It has a tie on the back that you put in like a knot like it's a not loose, like a bow a like loose a loose knot. that then drapes down and the sort of bow strings go longer than the train it had a massive oh, train wow. which I cut most of off but yeah. they said if you cut the whole train off because the dress is cut on a bias if you cut too much of the train off the whole dress will go crooked yeah. So I had to have like some element of train, which I ended up loving, except when I put it on on the day, like four minutes into my wedding day, I was like, this train is giving me the shits. It was heavy <laughs> and wet. Well, even when I was dry, I was just like having to, you know, you have to kind of circle around, like you can't just walk where you want to. So yeah. I was a bit like, fuck this shit. <laughs> so I would have never, ever, ever said that I had a train, but I put it on and I tried on a couple of other satin and silk gowns and they just made me look like very curvy in my curvy spots and then like very skinny in my skinny spots. So I would look like really skinny across my chest and then I'd have Mm. like big curvy hips, which was like fine, but it was like I was looking at like a stranger in the mirror. She just didn't – Lisa didn't look in proportion to how Lisa usually looks. Usually looks, looks, yeah. It's funny how the different types of silk and stuff can cling to your body differently. So I was like, oh, no, don't like those. Maybe I don't want a silk dress. What the fuck am I going to (laughs) do? Went to one day, tried that on. It felt like it was like a pair of Nancy Gants. Like it just went – and luckily I was – 
the size of the dress and so it kind of fit and I got a really good indication of the How dress, which look, I think is yeah. helpful. It probably sucks for anyone larger than a size eight going in and having to squeeze these dresses on. That would suck. Mm. So I loved that. The service there was fab. I was like, Shit, yeah, love it. I'm, maybe that's the one. And then I went to Bluebell Bridal in Melbourne and tried on a couple of Priya James dresses, who I think is like from Wollongong or something, and because she does lots of separates and like slightly more elopement style casual dresses and I tried on I think it's called the Cara gown yeah and it looks like it's two separate items it's like a silk t-shirt with a little kind of knot and a little peekaboo in the belly is it not two separate items no it's attached at the back oh yeah and then it's a skirt both of these dresses have a slit down the front which I liked because you could see my legs and therefore I didn't look like a stump (laughs) everyone I tried on without a slit I was like nope 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 (laughs) um and then I was like shit I love this and then I had the dilemma of really sexy silky like classic but like not classic at the same time or the second dress, which like was kind of cool because it was separates, but also had like a very kind of retro like cinching at the waist and was yeah. like kind of really classic as well. And I just couldn't decide. And my mum was like, well, which one are we going to do? And I just kept being like, I don't know. And so I ended up taking my sister and my sister-in-law to another visit. And both of them were like, oh, we love both. And my sister's job that my mum gave her was to pick a dress and be like, don't be an idiot. And she was like, oh, shit, I can't. Because the first one she looks so hot. And the second one, she looks so much like Lisa. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it. Um, I'm going to get both. And so my mum was a bit pissed because my mum was like, I'm going to buy the dress. And I was like, well, it's fine. I'm going to buy one. You buy one. And she was like, it's ridiculous, but whatever. And then (laughs) plot twist, it was torrential rain on my wedding day. My train got absolutely wet up to my knees and I got to trot home and put on my second outfit. And It worked out a treat. I know I've complained about this, but Thank God she's got a second dress. Literally, whenever anyone was like, oh, how did Lisa go on her wedding day? It was really wet. I said the fact that she bought a second dress was literally a blessing in disguise because she didn't didn't care care. about the first one getting wet. Like I think if you had to worry the whole day about picking it up and making sure Mm -hmm. because the whole time you'd be like, oh, it's going to look dirty in photos or Mm -hmm. I'm going to be dragging around a wet dress all day. But you didn't have to worry about that at all, which made the rain almost fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just, just jumping in puddles. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, so those are my gowns. Um, in terms of accessories, I wore a pair of Relica earrings, actually, that were my... Are they Reliquia? Whatever, Reliquia, Reliqua. Relic- I thought you know it was brand. Reliquia, yeah. Yes, okay. I think Sorry, it is. <laughs> um, who, which was my something borrowed, actually, because they were Abby's. And I wore a Sarah and Sebastian soldered bracelet on my left arm, which has my new initials, LMH. On the other arm, I wore a Natalie Marie bangle that Brenton bought me years ago. I ended up wearing my little Sarah and Sebastian L necklace just because I didn't think about necklaces and that was the one that we What do you mean you didn't think about necklaces? I untied five of them in her bathroom that were all knotted up. <laughs> yeah, but that was we three left. hours before the wedding. Like I hadn't thought about it until then. No, I just wanted something But we small. did hold a few up and went, oh, this one yes. is going to be too long. And Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, my shoes were Loewefa Randall, which are like – you see in like every third wedding, they're like a raffia, like corrugated kind of material. They do them in a white, but my dresses were both quite off-white, so I didn't want the white. I got like a kind of champagne-y. Yeah. When Brenton saw them, he was like, they're the ugliest things I've ever seen. They're so oh. not you. What the hell? And I was wearing them around the house being like, okay. But when I took them to my fittings, they were all like, oh, my God, what a perfect shoe. And, again, you could see yeah. my shoes. So I wanted them to be something fun and like oh, couldn't bring myself to wear like a court shoe. So that's, I think, my – that's my head. Oh, my undies. So I went braless 
nipple covers was the hardest thing. My whole family and my best friend were hunting for nipple covers because I have these ones that Brenton bought me like when he was doing like a pretty little thing order and I've used them a hundred times and they're great and they don't really have a bad ridge on them. So I ordered some off Amazon. I'm like, do you know what? I'm just going to try these on. I think this was three days for the wedding just to make sure that they're not the type that like peel off or give you like a weird salami nipple. Mm. And they were. They both peeled off and gave me this bulbous lump on the end of my nipple. <laughs> oh, and I was like, no. Because I had the silk T-shirt dress. The first one had cups, but like it was kind of loose. And I was like, oh, you're going to see like this weird bulge. This weird nipple. (laughs) Yes. So luckily the best ones we found were the cotton on ones. They had the the least amount of like weird residual. She liked the ones that had almost like a flower on the edge. Flower shields. Yeah. Yes. I have like bulk of those from when I used to work in a mall and I picked like, I think like two boxes up from Sucre like once, like 10 years ago. And for some reason they're still usable. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. So good. (laughs) And then for my undies, I wore a high-waisted g-string from the brand Chantel. you can get it at david jones it's like one size fits most so they have like i don't know eight to 18 and then like mm. they have a plus size one too it was not compression at all and i remember being like oh i kind of wish my undies held me in a tiny bit more but also because my things were so slinky i didn't want the ooze that you get on the top of like the sucking yes. undies as well so it's mm, really yeah. difficult and because i had the like the peekaboo I couldn't do like an all-in-one situation and you know what it was fine I'm they were really seamless too so they were good and that was yeah that's my whole outfit I was gonna have a bag I had a cult guy a bag which my friend Jackie yeah. gave to me but I just didn't use it on the day because I didn't need a bag yeah I had one as well yeah. um I was gonna do a cult guy one too and then I got filthy at them because my dress didn't arrive so yes. I was like I'm not <laughs> I'm going to keep my $800, screw you. So I had this like little gold shell um, Colette one from like years ago and it actually went with my outfit really well because I had all the gold details and it held just enough. Like it had a lip balm, a lipstick, the Listerine like uh, like packs. The pocket packs, like the Listerine, like strip things. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. the best. Um, and then eye drops just in case. And oh. I, the only thing I used was the Listerine and a lip mm-hmm. balm. Yeah. And that was okay. it, yeah. I just did my best friend's wedding on the weekend and the most used item on the day was the Gem Fresh, like Breath Freshener Spray. Yeah, that stuff Everyone is great. Because as soon as you have a champagne, you're a bit like, Mm. like my yeah, mouth you want to brush your teeth yeah yeah <laughs> and so just like all night we're like like spraying this um, breath freshener in yeah. our mouth and it was exactly what we said hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
tasted exactly like the Listerine strips, but with like only a quarter of the burn yes. time. Because yeah. the Listerine strips kind of like they have a whole new mouth. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. The flora is gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm conscious of time, but we do need to talk about the most important thing of the day, which is how you each decided to do your own makeup. So, do you want to talk us through? I guess the products that you chose for your day, maybe we can play a version of Snap if there are some things that you guys both happen to have used. Um, And I'd love to also know, like, did you pick items specifically for your wedding day or were these all like your tried and tested products that you knew were going to be reliable? So when it came down to makeup, I tried the old school like matte look on my face I'm a I'm a glowy person and so Mm. I don't know why I just always question my decisions like things that have worked for me for so many years when there comes like a big event and I'm gonna do it I'm like oh shit maybe it's not the right thing so I tried like heavy matte makeup one day and I was like this is atrocious I'm not doing Mm. that so I just went back to my usual glowy look and I kind of threw it back to what, like three years ago when I used to work for Anastasia Beverly Hills when I would wear Mm -hmm. like full glam all the time. And every time I took photos, I was always like, yeah, bitch, that's a good face. So I was like, okay, you're going to do that face again. So um, I went with my Armani Luminous Silk. So I did that as my foundation. Um, And then I did the same thing for the concealer or the same brand for the concealer. Mm -hmm. And then I used an ABH contour stick in Mink. And I just kind of did that on my cheeks and then blended it out. And then I did uh, Gucci bronzer on my forehead and then cheeks as well. Yeah. And then what did I do is blush. I did MAC, the Glow Play blushes. I think it was a shade called Grand. And it's like that soft, like neutral, rosy kind of pink. Yeah. And then I layered over the Patrick Tarr monochromatic blush. And it's like a really peachy shade. So it kind of ah, set nice. it and then kind of yeah. boosted that peachiness. And then for highlight, I did nude sticks, bubbly bebe. Bubbly bebe. <laughs> yes. And then I set it with Oh Darling from MAC just because I felt yeah. like I needed like that extra powder hit. Also, I always do the end of my nose. I always highlight it. So I needed that powder one. Yeah. Um, and did then, you use soft glam on your eyes like from Anastasia? That would have been no. I actually didn't. So instead I used the Master Mattes from Makeup by Mario. Yeah. Yep. So, so good. And then I, I oh, it's amazing. And then I grabbed the shimmers from a Charlotte Tilbury palette. It's a new one that has like four different eye looks in it. And mm-hmm. it has like these like epic shimmers. And I used that just kind of like on the center of my lid. And then I had my lashes on, but we did 2019 lashes because they needed to support the makeup. So we went hella heavy. And my lash lady yeah. was like, like after I had them done, I like opened my eyes and she was like, okay, have a look in the mirror. You're going to hate them. But you know what this is for. <laughs> yes. As you opened like, your eyes with excess strength to try and support yeah. the lashes could barely open them she's like yeah. you're gonna hate them but like trust me you know what this is for and I love right. that you trusted her enough yes to like for her to make those decisions on your behalf because that's the scariest thing you have no control over that once you've got I mean I guess you can get them dissolved and removed and whatever but that's very mm. stressful yeah I mean I'm quite picky with my lashes so she kind of knew exactly which ones to go for and I'd like pulled up photos from 
mm. back in the day when mm-hmm. like no makeup photos with just the lashes visible and I was like yeah. those exactly and she was like okay sweet that's 12 13 14 and it's like yeah. a 3D so she she knew she's incredible yeah wow that's so cool um, yeah and you and wore then, a more burgundy colored lip tone or like it was a like plummy? terracotta Oh, okay. But but yeah. it rubbed off. So most of the photos, I'm not wearing any lipstick. <laughs> it's just Got it. good yeah. old Lano lips. Um, yep. So, yeah, my lips were the Coco Crayon in the shade Charm from Airy Perez, and that's a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So it was a bit risky biscuit using something that was new. But yeah. I tried it on when I was doing my whole makeup look, and it just kind of added that extra, like, boost of color that I needed Mm -hmm. and then I went over it with MAC um, Powder Kiss in Mullet Over which is just a really nice peachy muted pink and then if I did do a gloss it was going to be Patrick Tar, and it's like full Mm -hmm. glitter Um, Mm. and I did wear it for a bit but then when we were doing photos and they kept getting us to like kiss I was seeing like bits of glitter on Jen's face Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, this is not the move. Um, and then for brows, uh, I forgot about that. Uh, I did ABH Brow Freeze and then Cosas um, Pencil. And then I mm-hmm. went over it again with the with the Cosas Tint just because I wanted mm-hmm. to like add some like warmth back to it because the photographer and videographer came in and we know them, but they tell you to like keep putting on the product because they're trying to get the shot. Yes. And you're not really meant to put on the product. You're just meant to pretend. And I just kept on putting it on and my eyebrows were just getting darker and darker and I could see them (laughs) getting darker. And I was like, Paul, when can I stop? And he's like, don't put on more product. Just pretend. (laughs) Get a clean spoolie for the love of God. (laughs) (laughs) So I just went over it with the Cosas like air brow and it just like softened it immediately, which Mm -hmm. is perfect. Thank God. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um. And then I went in with powder just because I needed it because it was bloody hot on the day and it was just yeah. the Laura Mercier translucent powder. I didn't do it everywhere. It was just through the center and, yep. yeah, it was perfect. lasted the whole day. Yeah. Tell us about your makeup, Lisa. Were there any snaps? Not really, I don't no. think. So I my base was a little bit of Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Hollywood Filter for a Flawless Hollywood filtered glow. Yep. And then my foundation was Ellis Fast mixed with Glossier Skin Tint. Yes. And I used the Glossier Stretch Concealer for a bit more coverage and the Bye Bye Under Eye from E Cosmetics Under My Eyes. And then for bronzer, I used Nude Sticks Bondi Bay and the Terracotta Tan or something. And then I used like the whole stick of nude peach blush from nude sticks you did there was a lot like all across cheek and nose and then I set that with the hourglass bronzer but I think I used the one from like a limited edition um Christmas palette so it was a bit darker than the radiant bronze light so I used that I used vive blush in pesca on my cheeks and then I blended that blush out with the hourglass dim infusion which I was basically using almost like a powder Mm. But it was like a, it's like a really pale peachy blush, and I used that like all the way through my temples, like across my nose, and used that to, just so that I could be really blushy but have no harsh lines. Yeah, I used a lot of blush, and then on my eyes, I did Rimmel Wonder Cloud as a base. I did that twice. Then I did a tiny bit of the Janessa Myricks like color fix eye things blotted on. Then I used a Vive shadow ba- shadow stick. She was like 
Let me lay out all of the yes. cream setting products first and then we'll worry about everything yes. else Yes, I think in like camel, I think maybe. Then I just popped Hourglass Bronzer on my eyes, Urban Decay Riff, which is like my go-to um, through the crease and underneath. And then I layered it with my trusty old Stiller Eyes of the Window to the Mind matte palette, which doesn't really exist anymore, <laughs> but is like I, I, I use the, the Mario. Mario one to kind of like um, imitate that these days. Yeah. And then I did... Um, Longcom Monsieur Big Waterproof Mascara, top and bottom, and Ardell Individual Lashes in short, mediums, and then like one mini just to blend at the start. Mm, yeah. And my lip was Pillow, Pillow Talk. Talk from Charlotte Tilbury all over with a little bit of Makeup Forever 1C to make it a little bit peachier through the middle and Shantakai Sari Rose. And we then packed, I popped that on my cheek as well. So I had like six blushes. We packed all of those lip products in Lisa's bag, but did you use any of them once you got there? No. <laughs> I think I grabbed my friend Molly once who had Shantakai Patience in her bag and I just popped that on. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't apply. And so I do you have a tip for any. about it. No, I do have a tip mm. for any brides because always your bridesmaid or like I, we, I didn't have them, but someone who has your stuff. Put your lipstick in your husband's suit pocket. Yes. Mm, yeah. Because you'll idea. be getting photos with them. Yeah. And then you will have your lipstick. Yes. Genius. If only I'd known. I also recall a moment whilst you were doing your makeup where you'd done everything and then you were like, there's not enough blush. And you picked up the blush and she took it through her crease and then she was like, perfect. Yes. Yeah. I did take yeah. a lot of blush through my crease. And I did um the Anastasia brow pens. I did fake freckles with those. And then oh, I brushed cute. my brows up with the Patrick towel because I have freckles, but like they kind of got covered. So I kind of mm. redrew all of my freckles back on. And then I did the Patrick Tar brow, brow, major brow thing, lamination thing. Um, and I've like thought about, did you have this thing where you like have always said like, what makeup will I wear on my wedding day? And I remember like standing in front of my setup on the day and being like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care. And like, I'd done a couple, like, I'd done like two trials, like, for my hands. And when I tried on dresses, I'm like, is this the perfect makeup? And I, my brain kind of went blank. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just do what I do every day, but do it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the same as me. I, I knew what makeup worked for me and what would suit me. And so I was like, just yeah. go with what works. Don't try to do anything new or interesting. Like, because I considered doing like a fox eye kind of look. Yeah. Because I know that that works. And like, it's been my display picture for like three years. Like, that's the yeah. look. But then, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be stressing out about the technique on the day. And I really yeah. just kind yeah. of want to go into autopilot, but just do it really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would totally be something that I would do. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, I want to look great for this wedding that I'm going mm-hmm. to, not my own. But then I like get out of control and then all of a sudden I end up with like the smokiest smoky eye that I've ever worn in my whole entire life. And I question my life and then I have to remove it, but it's too late to remove it mm-hmm. and do it again. Anyway, <laughs> I can't be trusted. This is why Lisa did my wedding on my wedding day because otherwise I would have gone absolutely rogue. Yeah. You had the biggest wings you've ever seen. I would have. <laughs> Did you do a wing on your day? Um, no, I literally just used the Mecha Max, um, like the crayon, the wind-up eyeliner, yeah. mm-hmm. and I just kind of like accentuated because the lashes are like they're still like I haven't had them redone since, but mm-hmm. they're still quite thick, so they do wing out. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but I did um, do the Nude Sticks magnetic crayons and they like set to a waterproof finish and I did them on my lower lash line just to kind of really create that depth. And then um, Mm -hmm. I did use a waterproof mascara on my lower lashes and it was just the Rare Beauty mascara. Yeah. Ah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you both have fragrance and we need to talk about fragrance. What did you wear as your scent on the day? 
So initially I wanted something new that complemented the fragrance that I wore on our first date, which was Byredo Pulp. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so um, I was going to get Mango Skin from Wilhelm, Mm -hmm. but it's sold out everywhere always. Um, Mm -hmm. And we searched high and low, like even emailed like Mecca head office and we were like, do you have a sample? Like, can I get a get a sample yeah <laughs> um but then we were like no that's gonna be shit for photos like I can't just like photograph like a little sample spray bottle um, <laughs> like can you imagine so photoshop it in later yeah so I ended up getting uh pulp again just because it was so nostalgic mm-hmm. and so beautiful and it was such a good choice because when I walked out and he smelled it he was like oh my god yes oh, this, I, oh. this is amazing um so yeah, That's that really was really cute. Yeah. And then he just wore his like standard um aqua di Gio, which is also quite nostalgic and his like yes. sexy man smell. So it just yes. works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And Lisa, is yours? I wore the same thing I wear every day, which is Glossier U perfume mixed with uh, Ellis Brooklyn Isogamma Super. And Brenton wore Isogamma Super mixed with Santal. Santal. That's incredible. It's funny love because them. Lisa always said from the moment that I met you, there may have been other perfumes before, but you said you were always going to wear wood, sage and sea salt from Joe Malone on your wedding mm. day. Probably because that was the only other perfume I've ever liked. But now I wear – now like people think that my BO is Glossier U. Like that's like my actual identity and personality trait. So, And then on the day I picked Diptyque Citronelle candle, which is a limited edition candle, and I had an outdoor candle at the ceremony venue – uh, yeah, and an outdoor candle at the reception. And then also on we had three long tables. I had a small one on each of the tables as well. And I remember doing my vows and smelling the citronella candle. And I just went and collected them from my mum's house today and I smelt it. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember a thing from the wedding day. But when I smelt that smell, it took me back to the wedding day. So I'm really glad because scent memory is huge for me. That's perfect. Yeah, that's why I wanted it as well. Like Den doesn't really care. Um, but for me, I was like, no, I just want to like – open up a perfume or smell like a whiff of a candle and for it to immediately bring me back there. Um, and mm-hmm. so for our candle, I picked the tomato candle from, I don't know how to say the name, Carrier. <laughs> Is that it's a French brand. Beauty? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just bought the Loewe tomato leaf candle, um, which was, well, because I love the smell of tomato leaf. But then I saw you post that and I was like, oh, my God, I need to buy that. It's funny. It's like a very traditional looking Car- packaging, isn't it? Carrier yeah. Ferez. Yes. Ferez. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure with like that French like <laughs> accent to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's and does so it smell like, tomatoey? Tell us. Oh, it's like sweet and soft, but it's also quite fresh as well, and it has a lot mm. of green notes to it. Yum. Yeah, and it just complemented like the setting so perfectly. So we the venue that we were at has these huge picture windows all throughout. And so yeah. we had the dining tables, we had two. And they were quite long, so we just had them all set up in front of these huge windows. We had, like, all the flowers, all the candles lit, and then the tomato candle kind of, like, splashed through each. And it just just felt like summer, like sexy summer night. And that's what I wanted. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm 100% buying it. She's oh, going to buy it. I spent like she... $1,000 on candles this month. Oh, well, I'm Well, buy this it. one's like $50, so it's like, you know, a quarter of okay. the price of the lower bay candle. I will yeah. literally laugh my ass off if, if Lisa likes the, the – Yeah, or if she likes the $50 candle yeah, because, more than the $170 yeah, but it looks different candle. In US. US. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally bought two, but anyway, I'm, <laughs> returning, I'm returning one. 
seriously can't be trusted. Okay. Tell us about your hair. So you said before that you styled part of your hair? Yeah. Just one side? My hair is like bob length and Mm. when I chopped it in November, I get my hair done at Headcase Hair. Shout out, John. And um, (laughs) we were like, he's like, so the wedding's in February. If we cut it too short, you won't be able to bob it. And Mm. he's like, oh, I can just cut it and we'll just, you know, play it by ear. And I was like, let's just play it by ear. So he chopped it and then – February came around and my hair was still too short to kind of really get it into a proper um, bun. So I mm. went online and I found this like bun, like hair piece thing that you can do from Luxie Hair. Saw this in the vlog today. Yes. So it's this like long ponytail thing that you like tie around your hair and it has a drawstring and you like tighten it and then you just like play with the ponytail and twist it around and then bun it. And also at the time, I still had those like blonde, like light brown highlights through my hair mm-hmm. and I didn't want to buy a blondish, light brownish no. like hair piece. I was like, it just doesn't yeah. suit me. So I picked the dark brown one, brought it into Headcase and they were like, why didn't you consult us on the color? <laughs> so they tinted my hair to make it darker um, yeah. and then spent some time with me showing me like how to do the bun. I was like, okay, sweet. And then on the day itself, I tied it back how I needed to and got as much of my hair into a tiny little ponytail as I could. I had to get those like really like old school silicone rubbery like rubber bands to like get mm. every tiny little piece mm-hmm. of hair. And I also drowned my hair in fudge gas membrane and it's like this wax spray and it's like a oh. flexible hold but it's kind of hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I sprayed it throughout and just kind of pulled everything back. And yeah. then um, my best friend Alicia – came and she was a ballerina so she like she knows yeah. the, buns. the most yeah. perfect person in the world she's a bun head so she was the one to do the bun and she did it like four times she was like she's like I'm a bun head I need to be able to do this perfectly I we've so like mortified if I see photos of you and it looks shit so <laughs> I had like 80 pins in my head but it was yeah. like done to perfection and it didn't budge. It blended in seamlessly with my natural hair. It didn't look fake at all. Yeah. And, yeah, I was so impressed. Perfection. That's the best. And I love yeah. that she helped. Oh, yeah, so I love awesome. that you had your best friend help you yeah. with your hair on the day. Thank God. It's such a nice imagine? touch. Oh, God. I yeah. practiced it at home on my own and I put four pins in it and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And then on the day <laughs> she puts like so many more and I was like, okay, I'm glad you're here. You would have yeah. ended up with like strings from the bun. Like, she would have ended up with what I had. <laughs> Probably, yes, but yeah. worse. Yeah. I would have been like E.T. with like the hair piece on, just like, oh, yes. it would have been such a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so my hair was done by Shara from Harlan Hair at Harlan Hair I've just done like quite a number of jobs with her and she's always really quick really efficient really like high energy yeah and she did exactly what I wanted I said do it like I've done it but if I was good at hair Mm. and so at my trial I had this sort of loopy knot thing done with my hair and it was like had some bits deliberately coming out and then it was like looped around the behind a ponytail and I was like yeah I love it and then she was like okay now let's switch it up so that your partner doesn't see your wedding hair and she just shoved it in a little bun and then I was like cool this is actually my wedding hair <laughs> the little bun that she did in 30 seconds yeah. and so we did the bun on the day and I had a lot more hair so she did it she was like okay done and then I was like fuck no this bun's way too big and so we pinched it down and made it a lot more small and I had some bits shaped around my face and 
it was great. And then my necklace got caught in my hair. So in oh. almost every photo, I have one strand of hair out the middle of my bun. But I didn't care because I, I like messy hair. I didn't know that that had happened. The photographer kept being like, there's one strand. And I kept being like, oh, no, there's like a couple of strands. Like it's supposed to be messy. And she's like, no, but there's like <laughs> there's one, one strand. And then so Abby tried to get it in, but I didn't take any spare pins with me. And so she's trying to find pins in her hair. We couldn't get it in. And because I remember her saying that, I see it in every photo. But it's also fine. And then by the end of the day, lots of strands came out. But it looked more like me and me throughout the rest of the day. The start of the day, I look like Lord Farquaad with my like <laughs> weird bits like coming up and out around my face with no makeup on and this bun. I just look like a psycho. And then like the humidity got to it and it kind of like settled and just looked normal. And I was really pleased with it. And I have very, she very She was limp concerned hair. at the house before we left that it was too – she was like, look, we took photos of her when she was ready to go and she's like, I hate it. And we were all like, oh, no. This is bad. Yeah. But you're right. I think I knew she that, needed yes. the extra volume so that yes. by the time it – like became limp, which inevitably yes. was going yes. through. Yeah, yeah, it settled. It was just like these two arches like coming off my forehead. Like the hair was just like levitating. It was so weird. But it dropped and it ended up slipping to my head and it was fine. Oh, that's um, good though. One thing we haven't spoken about is, I mean, we've heard extensively about Lisa's pre-beauty, pre-wedding beauty prep. If anyone here is listening for Amelia, we have a whole episode on it. It's about three episodes ago, so you can go and listen to it. Whoa, hit the table. Um, but Amelia, did you do anything in the lead up to your wedding? No, I mean, I regularly get Botox in my jaw, um, which is because I clench my jaw day and night. So it does slim my face, which is nice. Um, like if I show you photos of me when I was a teenager, I like have a hectic jaw. Yeah. (laughs) So it's much, yeah, yeah. Full on like square face. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I get that regularly, um, but I didn't have it topped up before because I didn't want it to kind of like maybe migrate and then my for my smile to be lopsided. And mm-hmm. my smile is already, like I smile a lot, but it gets weak really quickly. So I get uh, twitchy super quick. So I didn't want okay. to risk that mm-hmm. on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, actually it's the worst. <laughs> um, and then I just kind of kicked up my retinol use and I use yeah. Murad retinol. And it's funny that everyone thinks that you, Lisa, smell like Glossier U. Um, Shane, one of my good friends, he thinks that I smell like Murad Retinol. <laughs> I know which one I'd pick to smell like. <laughs> and it's got this really That's nice scent, thing. but I remember I gave it to him and he was like, bitch, this smells just like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I actually do need to try that because I have heard from like – not only just like friends in the beauty space, but I feel like that I've really been influenced by like UK vloggers and stuff mm. that say that the Murad retinol is really good. Have yeah. I ever told you about Adrian's obsession obsession with the Murad? Um, yes. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember what it was called. It was like a cleansing scrub that they used to have, but it was like hectic BHA situation. Yes, like a man scrub. Like I genuinely, I don't think that it was like, they had to take it out Safe of the market, market in Australia because I think it became like, it was too much. Are you sure? Anyway. AHA, BHA? Because that one still yeah, exists. Yeah, but they, they reformulated it like oh. eight years ago, like a yeah. really long time ago. Yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. like, it's not so, it doesn't burn my face Yeah, off literally. He's like, he called it his atomic bomb and it was his favourite thing in the yes. whole entire world to use. And then they reformulated and he's like, I'm not interested in it. It's not yeah, they added enough. the jojoba beads. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted glass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, slight Murad tangent. Uh, and obviously you got your lash extensions done oh, as well. Yes, yes. So that was that is yeah. something that we should Oh, and then um, I got my brows tidied up. So I don't normally get yeah. my brows done 
professionally, I just kind of like do it myself. Um, mm. But I just wanted somebody to kind of like shape them, just like have them mm. cleaned up so that on the day I didn't have to stress too much about like getting the shape right or filling them yeah. too thick or Correcting anything like them. that. Yeah, yeah it's such exactly. a risky maneuver though if there's not someone that you usually go to. I would never trust. <sighs> I don't know. I think my brows are like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like just keep like the thickness of them but just like clean it up a little bit and yeah they did that and I went to Kristen Kristen Fisher eyebrows in Double Bay yeah Yeah. so that that's why I was like I can trust you guys because you're all hectic so yeah shouldn't go to like the random threading place in the middle of the mall no I didn't didn't do more brows (laughs) yeah and they're like keep the thickness and they're like we take it off yeah yeah, sure yeah thread the whole thing off um Oh, I did do a tan though um, mm-hmm. before and it was a sun escape. So I just did my own tan and it was like a mousse. Um, mm-hmm. That was also a new product as well, but I tried I've it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I got I it in PR. It. Um, it's a Bondi-based company and mm. it's, yeah, sun escape dark mousse or dark, dark tanning mousse or whatever. And it was like the most perfect color I could ever have applied as a fake tan. And, um, yeah, and it just – there was no streaking, nothing, to the point where my sister-in-law walked in while I was getting ready and she was like, did you fake tan? And I was like, yeah, of course I did. And she goes, it looks insane. Like it looks so real. So I was like, yes, perfect. Wow. Um, yeah, so I did that two days before and then I did nails. Oh, nails. what did you do nails? So I didn't want to do completely nude, but I did a, a glitter French tip. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I was going to do just like a gold foil, but then I thought that might look a little bit messy. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up just going with the glitter because it caught the light. It complemented the mm-hmm. gold details on my dress and my rings. And, yeah, it just it ended up being really pretty. I got no actual photos of it. So when yeah. I shot a reel for it, it was like a week later and it was like kind of crusty and like peeling off. But I was like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> still beautiful. It's still That's beautiful. <laughs> now, both of you. Each tell me mm, two things that you wish to tell any future bride as your like top tip or suggestion or recommendation for your wedding day or their, for their wedding day to make a perfect okay. day. First one, put your lipstick in your partner's pocket okay, yep. and, ta- and take hairpins with you. They are very but, good but, tips. But that's like kind of one. Oh. The second one, make sure that you slot some time into your day where you and your partner have alone time Mm. and not just like, oh, we'll go and take photos at this time or whatever. Like me and Brenton had like 45 minutes alone when we went and he got me dressed for my second outfit and stuff. So I would put in your agenda like Lisa and Brenton go get a drink at a bar on the way or something or Lisa and Brenton go have a drink outside with the lawn games or whatever. Like I think that's so nice because otherwise, other than that, I didn't see him for a lot of the night. Yes, completely. Um, I guess I would say if you're planning it yourself, it might be more expensive than if you got a wedding planner. Yeah, Because you're picking vendors from like different places um, and a wedding planner might be able to kind of keep it more cost effective. Yeah. Um, okay. That's a good tip because yeah. I, a girlfriend who just got married recently said as well, for the decrease of stress and like the the confidence in knowing that things were going to plan and she didn't have to like, cause the whole week leading up to the wedding for her was a lot of like communication back and forward and con- confirmation emails and all these sorts of things. And she just felt it really added a lot of stress. And so she said the same thing about a wedding planner. So that's interesting. 
Yeah, if I if we ever renew our vows, I'm just going to say if I ever get married again, um, I'll get a wedding planner. <laughs> um, and then the other thing would be don't worry if you're doing a trendy wedding. Just go with whatever you feel is going to work for you and your partner because I kind of bounce between wanting some trendy bits and pieces and then also feeling like I want things to be, you know, a little bit traditional and to look back at the photos and be like, oh, it's so timeless. But then I was like, no, like if I like what I like now, it's got to represent us in the moment. So that's it. Pick what you like. I think that's such a good suggestion, Mm. especially because, yeah, things change. No matter what, if you still like it in five years' time, in 25 years' time, yeah, it's great if you still like it because of the choices that you made on the day. But if you're like hedging your what you like based on what is what you think is timeless. trendy and okay. timeless, it's never going to be. So yeah, it's like exactly. you have to just love what you pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like even for our invitations, I picked like it had like a red squiggle and a pink squiggle and it's kind of trendy. But I was talking to my mom and she was like, we had scallop details for our invites and they, their wedding was in the 80s. And yeah, mm. so she was like, all the trends come back around. And then exactly. my yeah. dress was like a little bit 60s. So it just, mm. yeah, pick what you like. <laughs> Totally. And is there something that you would do differently if you had your time again? Get a wedding planner. (laughs) Yeah, get a wedding planner and no, I don't think so. The day was perfect. Like the ceremony was maybe 15 minutes. It was short and sweet. I suppose we didn't have like a set schedule, so it, it was a little bit all over the place, but because it was so intimate being with just our immediate family and all the little kids, it was it didn't really matter. Like everybody was like super casual anyway because we had served dessert, like everybody had had the cake and then like Dan just suddenly like changed the music to our first dance and I was like eating cake and then I was like, okay, and now I'm (laughs) dancing and now I'm crying. (laughs) So, yeah. No, I thought that maybe like if we had like a set schedule it might be better but it really just depends on like your style and your family and Mm -hmm. who's going to be there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you change? Nothing really. I might have put some, like, we had a set list for portraits straight after the ceremony, but then I realized that I didn't get, like, any photos with, like, you or Molly mm. at the reception. And so mm. I might have popped a, pup, a couple of extra, like, must get photos with f- this group of friends um, on my shot list. But yeah. I was so obsessed with the idea that I would hate every single photo and I'd be like, I don't want any more photos that... And I made that pretty clear to the photographer that she didn't bug me to like ask, do you want photos with anyone? And so I kind of probably don't have any with anyone, but I don't regret it. But just it's something to think about like, oh, if you want a photo of like your four work friends that, you know, you always hang out together or something, you're probably not going to accidentally all be ready for a photo at the same time. So maybe put it down in the list. Because if you Hmm. list them, like I I had to list all of our, like not all of the photos, obviously, but like a large portion of them because we had so much family and it was like, okay, well, we need like, adrian's family Mm. with just the immediate and then we need the the nieces and nephews and thirty-five thousand people later like Mm. that was a lot of photos and so i'd said as well like i'd like some group photos with my best friends and my photographer had to be like you're going to be standing around bored and with a sore face if you're waiting for all of these photos to happen so Mm -hmm. like we'll try and catch them on the night i'll make a note of them Mm -hmm. and like yeah but yeah i think inevitably you're just not going to unless you have a very intimate wedding you're not going to be able to get a photo with everyone and you just have to hope that they come to you mm-hmm. and get photos on their phones and, like, yeah. 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 Well, the thing is I said to the photographer, like, oh, you know, 
she said, you paid till this time or whatever and we probably won't need that long. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're so right. Like we don't need 100 photos of us, everyone dancing with all the lights going on. Like everyone's seen, you know, those blurry light flare photos before. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on me. We were dancing from the second we entered to the second the night finished. So all of our photos would have been the photos. I was like, oh, I don't need those tacky dancing photos. Like that will be all of my photos. That was fine because that was the only thing I was doing the whole night. So otherwise it was that or photos of me on the toilet because I went from dance floor to toilet, dance floor to toilet. So yeah, yeah, I think you're always going to miss out on some photos that you thought you would have gotten. You didn't, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We got really lucky because our photographer, Paul, um, we've known for a while and he always does all the bloke in a bar shoots. And he also knows Denon's sister, Keshni, because she works. Um, for who magazine she was an editor there so like he's kind of like in the same circles and then Mm. our videographer Jordan is a former football player and he played with Denon when he used to play for the Broncos so yeah we kind of just knew everybody and they also stayed they had dinner with us and it was just really yeah yeah it was good so they like they were able to kind of like follow us around and observe and then take photos where they needed to and it yeah. did help obviously having an, a really intimate wedding yeah so there weren't mm-hmm. like you know as many groups of people to photograph but yeah I guess the only thing that I would do is tell Paul that I prefer to be photographed on the left side of my face and ah. not the right <laughs> so I that's just, important my yeah. photographer asked if I had a better side I was like I don't know which side's better sorry yeah I just, you, can, you can establish that and Brenton's like I've got a lazy eye and she was like Oh, like when you smile and I was like, oh, no, it's permanent. You can't do anything about that. <laughs> oh, God. Like even so for the first photo that we posted, um, Dan really wanted like the serious old school like wedding photo. Love and that. my face is like resting bitch face. Like it just I don't love it. And so we no, did the swipe to the not. smile. <laughs> and it's also the side of my face that I don't like. And I'm just like, why is that the first photo that we had to post? Like why? But I've, I'll get over it. <laughs> I love it. I think that you look beautiful and elegant yes. and that it was a great photo. So Thank you. <laughs> I screamed. I screamed when I saw it. Literally. I felt blindsided. I was like, where'd this wedding come from? What the so hell? many people felt that. They were like, I didn't even know you were engaged. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we- three times, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three times and we've been married in our hearts for <laughs> since oh, the day, day two. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. You haven't told us who your florist was and I need to know before we wrap up wedding-related mm-hmm. content for this episode. Yes. So we had Pia and Jade and uh, they are local to the South Coast and they were incredible. So we hired them for um, – it was like styling, f- uh, flowers, and we did like a little – what was it? Um, like an elopement package. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, small weddings to an elopement and it was like max like 20 people or something like that. Um, so yeah, they supplied all the flowers cause I, I learned that flowers are like hella expensive. Um, and yeah. thankfully mm-hmm. it was all part of the package. So they did like an archway, they did a sign, they did all the styling for the tables. They did all the flowers. Um, yeah. And it was just incredible. That sounds so awesome. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Way to have someone do it all and yeah. like have the same, makes you not have to worry about what the yes. vibe's going to look like because they're handling the vibe. Yeah. Exactly. And that's good. Yeah. And yes. I just like sent them a link to like a Pinterest folder that I made and I was like, just do that. Do that. That's yeah. Great. That's cool. Yeah. My nice florist was my, was my venue. So, I which had is it. also a win. Yeah. yeah so, mine so is good. Glass house. And I was like, I don't know, do what you normally do. White yeah, and just green. Just make it pretty. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally what she said. Yeah. It was great. Turned yeah. out great. He called me and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, we're in a different season to your first wedding date. Like, I couldn't get all the same things. And I was like, mm. oh, like, I actually have no idea what any of the flowers listed in the email are. I <laughs> just want white and green and I want my dog to have a collar. And he was like, oh, cool. Like, I thought, I thought it was, like, very prescriptive. So I was just, like, really worried. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Same with me. She, like, listed all the flowers and got on a call with me and she was like, we have vernaculars and then, like, these neon XYZ things and I was like oh yeah amazing sounds so good that's great (laughs) no clue no clue in my head I'm like just make it pretty damn yeah that must be how like we've all sounded as makeup artists on the day yes like and we'll do this and everyone's just like "Uh Uh uh-huh just do it Uh we'll smoke it out so it'll be like snatched but relaxed and like casual but like fluffy and they're like just put the lashes on yeah (laughs) just make me hot bitch yeah yeah all right let's wrap speed round tell us we have to ask these questions to all of our guests they are the staples. They are our bread and butter. First question is, Amelia, Sings and Kemp, what <laughs> is your beauty fave this week? My or beauty fave this week arrived today. It is the KLE Eden Juicy Apple Fragrance. Oh. It is sweet. It is very nostalgic. And it actually reminded me of a roll-on apple lip gloss that I shoplifted <laughs> when I was 12. oh my god amazing i'm here for that let me read the notes it's got red apple wild berries jasmine lychee vanilla flower and musk it sounds a bit more complex than dk might be delicious and it's got like grapefruit and and some other berries in it as well but it's like i don't know it's like it's fresh it is really sweet it it's kind of like a lighter version of pulp it feels like Uh okay yeah yeah it's beautiful i'm seeing a theme yes fragrances Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and tell us what your non-beauty fave is. It's the Maison Balzac uh, tumblers and I got a set um, as a wedding gift. All the wedding gifts, we asked for no gifts, but we got some gifts and they're all homewares related and everybody just basically bought them for me, I feel like, which I'm really happy with. Yeah. <laughs> so the set, the colorway glasses, um, I got the green and blues. Nice. Yeah, and I'm obsessed. And, Are they the yeah. ones with the like rippled edges on them? No, they're just like the simple, um, like plain tumblers. Oh, yeah. They're the larger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love mm-hmm. them and I get excited to drink more water. I love it. Uh, and tell us what your snack is, your favorite snack of the moment or of this week. <laughs> so my snack of the moment is a cheese. It is the Shadows of Blue <laughs> because oh. in the lead up in the lead up to the wedding, I uh, stopped eating as much cheese and stopped eating as much bread because I was like, I don't exercise. I'm not about to like do some kind of wedding shredding <laughs> situation. Like let's just be yeah, honest yeah. with yourself. Um, so I just like stopped eating as much shit. And now I've gone back to eating cheese. We just stopped eating a wheel of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So, you know, now I'm back on my bull and it's Shadows of Blue and it's like a blue cheese. It's, I don't know if you guys like that type of cheese, but it's very oozy, I've pulled it up on my creamy. laptop so we can look at it. Yeah. Well, we've never seen it. I've never seen this before, but oh. I love a soft blue. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's not as like. It's um, a Gippsland cheese. That means it's a Victorian cheese. Yeah. You got to search for it. 
Maybe Google and see if it's okay. like in any of your local tea shops. I'll find the stockists. Yeah. yeah. She's going to order it from like some I'll drive artis- to Gippsland. Yeah, no, she's going to order it from some artisan deli and spend $300 on that. On a whole wheel of cheese. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got one down the road and it's there. It's like the Simon Provador, Simon Johnson um, outlet. So you can get like, we- like the $20 wedges of cheese for like $7. It's incredible. Ah. The dream. They probably just go off tomorrow, so you have to eat them in one sitting, which is even better. Actually, <laughs> they don't. They last like they're the same like use by date. So I get them oh. hella cheap, and they don't go off as fast. So this is why I was like, this uh, is that, why I gained weight before. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my god. That's okay. Amazing. Thank you so much because that was hefty, and we took up a lot of your time, and I'm really sorry about that. But thank you. What a delight of an episode, and I hope that you feel like you've been able to talk at length about your wedding um, without feeling like people were bored or like starting to glaze over listening to you because we were absolutely here for all of it. (laughs) You know, I absolutely needed this. I needed that like bridal release. (laughs) I want to talk about it all day, every day, and I've realised that the time is it's gone. Maybe have like one more day until I can talk about it until people are like, okay, we get it. (laughs) No, well, you haven't got your photos yet and neither have I. So I'm going to string out this wedding content for as long as I can. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Let us call it there. But thank you so much for joining us tonight, Amelia. And we hope to speak to you soon. Oh, we will put all of the links. Sorry, I realize I haven't given you a chance to plug yourself. Um, I will put a link to Amelia's podcast as well as your Instagram account and your podcast Instagram account in the show notes so that people can find you. I'm sure they already are following you, but they can find you again. (laughs) And your YouTube so that when you do the vlogs, you know that there's like more than three people listening because I'm definitely, I'm watching. Yay. And I've also um, recreated my bridal makeup for YouTube. I just have to edit it and I'll be posting that as well. Oh my God, you're so good because I had every intention of doing that. And then Alex was like, do you want me to film you? And I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh my God, I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then we'll go live. <laughs> and we want you, Shane and I want you guys on Warm and Fuzzy on our podcast. It's a completely different like subject matter, but we would love to have you guys on as well to talk all things nostalgic movies. So we should work that out too. <laughs> um, yeah, we can do that, except I have only watched like three movies in my life, so we'll have to pick one of them <laughs> or I can watch one for it. <laughs> no, it has to be nostalgic, so we're going to have to find something that we've both yeah, okay. It has to be Mrs. Doubtfire or Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> I am down with that. I love those movies. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.